0: A cupper and a good shin wag? The story has real life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It never ceases to amaze me how we manage to rework God's word to suit ourselves, to make us say what we want it to say. People argue about all sorts of things that if we were honest, are plainly obvious. There's only one way, one truth, plain and simple. And if we let it, it's like a firm foundation beneath our feet. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at the foundations in your life. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you draw closer to Jesus so that you can be all that he created you to be. This week on the program, we're talking about staying focused on the God-given purpose that we have in life. But not in some legalistic sense, Not, not this idea that God has a plan and therefore I have to conform to his plan whether I like it or not. Actually, God gives us a choice to walk away from his plan, and many people do. I did for much of my earlier years. But there's this thing that I keep coming back to again and again that God's made you in a certain way and me in a whole different way, and he's given us each the days that he set aside for us, and and you and I are going to have different gifts and different dreams and different purposes and different days and real fulfillment and real joy and real life only happen when we're living out who God made us to be and when we're living out what he made us to do. That's what I love about God. It's not that he's full of a whole bunch of do's and don'ts. It's not that he puts us in a straitjacket. It's that he has this awesome plan to make, make us this complex, intricate, wonderful, beautiful creature created in his own image and yet absolutely unique and then to plan a life for us that fits hand in glove with who he's made us to be. And yet you and I, we manage to find all kinds of ways to to, to wander away from that plan and then to miss out on the joy and the fulfilment that lies in God's plans and God's purposes for our lives. You and I, we find all sorts of ways to pierce ourselves with the many pains of living life our own way. Sometimes we fall by the wayside, and, and no doubt there are some today who relate to that. But God's call is for us to rekindle the gift that he has placed in us, and that's what we're all about on the program today. And we're doing that through Paul's second letter to Timothy, his protege, in the New Testament, a beautiful letter all about rekindling the gift and guarding the treasure that God has placed within us. Now, one of the ways that the gift grows cold and the treasure wastes away is that we allow little foxes into our lives, and those little foxes are the ones that spoil the vine. Most of us have this idea that there are big sins and there are small sins sexual immorality, adultery, murder, theft. They're up there on our hierarchy as amongst the biggies. But a bit of anger or some arguing or maybe this idea or that idea we get into our heads that doesn't quite fit with God's word. Well, hey, we all have that. They're just little sins. And as long as we keep away from the big ones, who cares about those little ones? We may never have quite put it in those words, but that's how most of us think. That's how most of us operate. Now let me say this. The Bible knows nothing of this human hierarchy of sin. To God, sin is sin. It's about missing the mark. You can miss by a little way, you can miss by a long way. Missing is missing, right? And so as the Apostle Paul counsels Timothy about rekindling his gift and staying focused on the purposes that God has set before him, he actually takes some time to deal with sins, many of which appear to be more the little ones. Let's have a listen. Second Timothy chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. Avoid profane chatter for it will lead people into more and more impiety and their talk will spread like gangrene, among them A Hymenaeus and Philatus, who have swerved from the truth by claiming that the resurrection has already taken place. They're upsetting the faith of some. But God's firm foundation stands bearing this inscription, The Lord knows who are his, and let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord turn away from wickedness. So here Paul is telling Timothy how to shepherd his flock. And the big thing that he's on about is to warn them to stop wrangling over words, to avoid profane chatter. Well, what's the big deal here? Can't people have an opinion? Can't there be healthy debate? Smack bang here in Paul's exhortation for Timothy to stay focused, to rekindle the gift that God has placed in him, to guard the treasure that God's entrusted to him. Why would Paul seemingly go off on this strange tangent, telling Timothy to tell his flock to be careful about what they say and who they listen to? Because it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Or to use Paul's analogy here, this loose talk will spread like gangrene. Yuck! Okay, what loose talk? It's talk about the most important thing of all, truth. What's true and what's not. It seems that there were some people with some rather long and difficult to pronounce names wandering around, spreading the lie that the resurrection of believers had already taken place. Which seems kind of silly, since by definition, the people spreading the rumours had missed out. Though... So what's Paul's point here to Timothy? And why 2,000 years on are we talking about this when the main topic of our conversation over these weeks is staying focused on the plan that God has for our lives? Well, the answer is really simple. I have seen so many people led astray by others who throw red herrings into the conversation about the truth. And then people go chasing after that. And before you know it, instead of being focused on what God's calling them to do, they're often a tangent miles away from where God wants them and needs them to be. I know one man who spends his life being ultra-critical of church structures. In his view, there shouldn't be any leaders. We're all equals, and there shouldn't be a preacher. We should just sit around and chat together about the Word of God. So when I a coffee, I've asked him to tell me where in God's Word he comes up with that. He kind of fluffs around and gets back to his theme and hardly ever comes to church or participates in any sense of community. It's really sad because he's a very clever guy and in many respects a delightful human being with much to offer. What he should be doing is offering his gift, his ability, his unique contribution to the body of Christ. Instead, he's off on some theory that ain't in the Bible and he's missing out. Friends, we can pick holes in just about anything. And church, church being full of a bunch of sinners on a journey is about the easiest thing of all to poke holes in, let me tell you. What happens is is it's like gangrene. It ends up robbing us of life. The good news of Jesus is pure and simple. God so loved the world that he sent his only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's the firm foundation here. The firm foundation is that God knows which of us belongs to him and which of us doesn't. And when we belong to God, because our faith is in Jesus Christ, We're not there to argue about this or that or pick holes in this or that. You know what I'm saying? That takes us way, way off course. That's not how we rekindle the gift that God has put in us. That's not how we we make an impact in people's lives for Christ. That's not how rivers of living water end up flowing out through our hearts into into a parched, dry land. Let me encourage you, if you're off on something, if you have a bee in your bonnet about this thing or that thing, take your bonnet off. Let the bee out. Get back to a firm foundation in Christ by reading his word, by praying, by learning, by growing, by serving using your special gift and your special ability. God did not put us here to argue about what's truth and not. God's word is clear. It is abundantly clear. It is crystal clear. And God's truth in God's word is his solid foundation, his solid rock beneath our feet. For some people today, it is time to get your life back on track. You know, it's easy to look around at other people and come to the conclusion that their lives are so much better than ours. God's doing mighty things in them and through them. But me? He could never do that with me. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest booklet called How God Could Use a Donkey Like Me. For years, people have been on my back to share more of my journey from being on the verge of taking my own life to where I am now. It's about the mighty things that God can do in our lives. And I've written it with a prayer and with a hope that it'll be a powerful encouragement to you of the mighty things that God has planned your life. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on one 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or one 722 415 Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective.